Ladies, we all have different symptoms that time of the month. For me, my energy level happens to just dip insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So, Hormone Harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep, and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things and for a limited time you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code magic for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. that have suffered the most have the greatest capacity to be able to hold that frequency for long periods of time. You know, scientifically, when you go into using psychedelics, it splits the conscious and unconscious mind, but both are talking together and you can do it in meditation. And when you're deep enough into the theta and then eventually into the gamma brain waves, you're actually sitting there in coherence of heart and mind, but your conscious and subconscious mind coexist. Hello, hello, Gemma, Yomis, dear listeners, it's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And I can't believe it. I can't believe we're already halfway through this year. I swear, I swear it feels like just yesterday we were celebrating New Year's with fireworks and reflecting on 2022 and making those ambitious New Year's resolutions, which by the way, we've absolutely, positively, 100% stuck to. Correct? Right? Right? We've stuck to those resolutions. And if you're feeling just bewildered, by how quickly time is zipping by. You're not alone. This is something that is kind of freaking me out. I'm not gonna lie. And I can't help but reflect on the fleeting nature of time. I'm tripping out. It's it's a reminder that each passing moment is precious and deserves our attention and appreciation. Frankie, he is now 11 months old and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's basically is over his puppy days. And I sometimes wish like, man, I wish I really cherished those moments more. And so let's, in this moment, take a deep breath. And exhale and allow 
ourselves to fully embrace this present moment and I hope that you enjoy this episode as well and maybe some of you might be exploring new avenues like uh, microdosing and I am beyond excited to have back on the show two extraordinary sisters Megan and Nicole of Zanchronicity and you may remember them from their previous appearance on our show in December of 2022. This is the time though that we are diving even deeper into a captivating topic that will honestly expand your horizons and just ignite your curiosity about microdosing. (laughs) And Megan and Nicole, I mean, they are, I would say, experts in this field and they came back on to guide us on a journey of synchronizing the mind and the body and the spirit through the support of plant medicine. And they share their profound experiences as well and reveal the transformative power of microdosing and how it leads us to a state of simple whole embodiment. Also, they take us on, I would say, a delightful exploration of other psychedelics, specifically ayahuasca, and share their personal experiences as well and wisdom and You know, we'll also touch on other beautiful, important topics such as self-love and joys of indulging in life's pleasures. And so I hope that you enjoy this episode as we uncover the beauty of microdosing and self-discovery and the beautiful dance between profound transformation and simple pleasures in life. But may I just add how awesome and wonderful these two are. I just love connecting with them because they're so real, authentic, and honestly easy to talk to. So it's it's always exciting to have people on that I connect with. And so I hope that you enjoy this episode. So without further ado, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Megan and Nicole of Zanchronicity. to have you both on again. We're so excited to be back, Raquel. Well, and we're so excited to be here. Your audience has been our favorite. Don't tell any of the other podcasts. Um. (laughs) Oh, yay. They're amazing. And I love to hear that as well, that people reach out. You know, I always wonder like, okay, I hope that people are actually really listening and tuning in and reaching out. They're receptive. So that's actually amazing to hear. They're the best listeners audience ever. I swear. So soulful and kind and expansive. And yeah. Yeah, they all just, every single one of them that has reached out from your network is really searching to be there for their wholeness. And they've just, you know, coming through you, it's a channel, right? And it's uh, it's a beautiful audience for sure. Mm. Well, it makes sense because you're lovely and you've been one of our favorite <laughs> podcasts. And yes. So it's, it's a frequency and like you attract that. So, you know, props to what you did. My heart feels full. I want to hug you too. <laughs> How's your Dalmatian pup? She's great. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. Is she with you in LA? No, she's not disturbing us today. Uh Oh, no. She she made a great supporting actor in the last one. She was a great supporting actor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So we know your story, and I highly recommend everybody listen to their first episode. If this is their first time hearing Megan and Nicole, that episode was 
quite expansive and life-changing. And I mean, there's a reason why a lot of people reached out to them because they provide a lot of value and open our eyes in a variety of ways. And to be honest, I don't, I didn't know what questions to ask for this interview. So, I mean, I have a little down, but I figured there's going to naturally be a conversation flow. And I'm sure that there's a lot you guys want to share from your heart, but I did have one question that I wasn't fully, well, actually no, first, let me ask this question that I asked you guys last time and it's a new season. So what is now this season lighting you both up in this season of your life? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, there's so much. And I think, uh, at least for me, and this is Megan, uh, that it's just, you know, a lot of people think that it's such doomsday out there and that, you know, life has changed so much after COVID. But for me, it's been such a, you know, a reset of remembering, coming back to the remembering of you get to make your own reality and that, you know, our thoughts are our powerhouse. And I mean that by, uh, if you want to talk science, that we are matter. So we're the slowest form of energy. And the fastest form of energy that's known by humans is thought. And, you know, getting to create my universe, you know, with Nicole of starting our company and just seeing how much when, you know, you set your mind to something and you really put your heart behind it, how you get to meet people like you, Raquel, and be on your podcast and, you know, how, how much my life changed after COVID. And I thought that, you know, it was the end of the world in a lot of ways, but it actually was the beginning and being able to shift that mindset. And as we've started a new year and I've really had a better idea of everything that's going on and being clear on my vision, just that, you know, every day can be a new day and it's, how you choose to look at things and we're just remembering that you have choice has been really profound. And that's my word of 2023 is to remember that I have choice always. Mm, yes, you do. Yes, you have choice. And yes, we get to create our own universe, which I mean, how empowering is that? And I think for me, it's reminding our myself that um, a goal that you set, like everyone, you know, the new year, everyone's like, I'm going to get fit or I'm going to eat this way or I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the goal may never come to fruition in the way that you have the expectation for it to. And I think remembering that we only see 1% of our actual reality and that the other 99% is the unknown. And when we trust in the 99%, when we lean into that, that's really good odds. Like 99% on a test, that's great odds. But it's getting around that 1% of humanness of the expectations. And especially, like I said, around this time of year, the new year, you know, yeah, we're almost done with January. Most people's <clears throat> have fallen off their New Year's resolution. They're beating themselves up. But it may not be what we thought it was supposed to be at the beginning of the year maybe evolving into something different that we may not see or know until maybe tomorrow or six months down the road. But to remember that as long as you're putting one front foot in front of the other and you're staying intentional, that you can't go wrong. It's always going to work out because the 99% 
they're great odds. Oh, I think that's key what you said right there, staying intentional as well, because yes, of course, it's beautiful to have visions and goals and dreams. But of course, the universe, you know, has something else sometimes in mind. And you just have to go with the flow, which surprise is also beautiful. But man, if you can step into the surprise with some form of intention, especially something that is uplifting and positive. It makes things a lot easier. But of course, our human tends to sometimes, you know, slip in the way. I know mine definitely does. And I know you two microdose often, but does your human get in the way still? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You know, it's, it's the human is what gets us up every day. You know, the human is a lot in the world, like in the psilocybin world and in the psychedelic world, you know, people, they, they have this approach of like, let's kill the ego. Well, the ego is human. And if we kill the ego, then what is human, right? And if we go about it of this dance between ebb and flow of human and con- like our consciousness and our humanness and our ego and our this this flow right it becomes this beautiful dance of here we are and yeah you might need to check your ego sometimes you got to be like hey am i in my ego am i doing this with intention or am i doing this with ego and you know microdosing helps with that it kind of it says hey are you in ego or are you in intention it actually really just becomes entertaining the humanness yeah, because <laughs> you know you become so deeply aware of self and part of that self is being imperfect and having those human experiences and those human reactions to things but you get to laugh at yourself and not take it so seriously and that's part of where we find joy and joy is part of that human experience and part of being human so you come to a point where you wouldn't want it any other way because perfect is boring yeah (laughs) and that's actually where we meet is in our humanness Mm -hmm. so beautiful dance of just being more aware and in awareness you find grace. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And every time a human does slip through, which I mean, it does happen pretty much every day, right? And I do find grace in knowing that, you know, it's good to, it's, it's a nice opportunity to learn a lesson that I'm clearly supposed to. And, but I also don't microdose every day. I haven't microdosed in forever because I I don't know where to get my mushrooms, you know, to be quite frank. You're lucky to be in Colorado where it's decriminalized, right? Right. Yeah. So Colorado just, we, we passed one of the biggest, the biggest legislation in the United States. So we legalized and decriminalized simultaneously in the same bill. Awesome. So Moving forward, we will definitely, we're keeping our eye out. Colorado has been pretty quiet on what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's been not even 90 days, but it'll be interesting to actually see what comes to fruition. But with the decriminalization, you know, we're really starting to see it pop up on Facebook and Etsy and like, it's you know, in dispensaries in it's Colorado in dispensaries. Already. And so we're already seeing this like push of, you know, change, which is, it's in the consciousness. And then, you know, many states look to Colorado. We were just, <clears throat> we're out here in LA and, you know, we're seeing mushrooms everywhere. I mean, it's, it's, people are, you know, California's even proposed, you know, they're going for it again. They're going to try and pass it. Um, Washington, Virginia, a lot of them are right behind what is happening, but Colorado has kind of always been a catalyst. We saw it with cannabis yeah. for laws. 
in that regard. Maybe I need to be in Colorado. Okay. One other thing I want to mention. Yesterday, I was talking to a friend, a new friend, her and her husband. They are beginning the process of growing their own mushrooms at home. And, you know, they find it fun and fascinating. What do you recommend we do? (laughs) Uh, That's actually one of the easiest ways is growing yourself and it actually we should put a forum together on like how to do that and where to source like the substrates and everything uh that would actually be really good because it is like the least scary way i guess would be the easiest way to say that is and and also then you know where you're getting your mushrooms because i can't stress enough how important it is to be aware of where you're getting these things because everything has a consciousness and these little fungi have a consciousness and if they're not grown in love and in light then you know you, you can have bad experiences i think that's one of the reasons why people have bad experiences on mushrooms is that were these consciously grown or were they grown just for money and for whatever, right so uh, yeah, actually mushrooms are super easy to grow. You know, people grow like mine's mane and cordyceps and all of these things. Uh, you know, magic mushrooms are no different. So I love that your friends are doing that, but yeah. And you can actually order the syringes <coughs> offline and they're, uh, I think they're like 20 bucks each, you know, and they're for microscope use only. Science. I'm going to preface that science. for science. <laughs> for science. <laughs> the science experiment, you can get like bags and stuff, but Actually, Nicole and I will put together like a do-it-yourself thing because yeah, for her listeners, yeah. Then you also just like get to bond with these little babies and you grow them. Well, and I think it, I think yeah. it's the safest way too right now. I think yeah. there's um, not to say it's not safe, but <clears throat> because my biggest concern is are they being like when you get them from someone, are they what they say they are? And we've had people us like oh how do I know and it's like well you have to trust and of course you know it is what it is but it is a huge difference the vibration we have not only have we had our own we can feel the difference when we get them from someone else the energy is different and it's you know like Megan said when they're grown with love and you get to like explore and like be with them it's it's a nurturing energy that you put into them and it's it's also a lot of fun. Yeah. There's so much fun. But yeah, no, there's plenty of people that do it consciously. But how I have found all of our sources is actually word of mouth. Yes. And then meeting these people and, you know, and that's how we learned, oh, this is how you do it. This is how you don't do it. And, and things like that, because you just start having these conversations about all sorts of stuff. But it's... Uh, it's a fun project, but then also if you're not into that, because they do take a lot of work uh, and they take a lot of care and a lot of love and they have to have the right lighting and this and that. So, you know, low key, there can be sources found uh, through friendship. So, you know, we love, we friends. love friends. We love friends. Yes, I hear that. I hear yeah. that. Are you all anti-macrodosing? No. no. Okay. Actually, I dosed over the weekend fun. and it was great. Uh, I had an NFL football player crying in my lap for like, oh my gosh, <laughs> for like an hour. It was hysterical. And I hate you for that. He's fine. <laughs> He's totally fine. He needs some like vulnerability in his life. He's a great I human, doubt but... he listens to his podcast too. It's oh, I, I, he probably will. He probably will. He probably will. He, oh. But it was, it was so funny because 
you know, intentions work in real time, people, especially when you're on mushrooms. And, you know, I love microdosing, but macrodosing is when it's ceremonial and with intent and in the shamanic vibration of deepening uh, work and knowledge of self. It's a beautiful experience. And my intent was to surrender and to experience the divine masculine and the divine feminist in their purest form. Cause I'm really big about those energetic fields. And as Nicole and I say, the future is androgynous because we both carry, or we carry both energies of the masculine and feminine. And it's about uniting those energies and being able to call forward whatever is needed in that moment in self so that we are whole beings. And it is wild to me that, um, you know, he was so afraid of, you know, that there's so much fear around things nowadays. And I believe that people should be whoever they want to be in their purest form and in their parents' essence, as long as that's called forward in love. And unfortunately, with uh, a lot of the energies that exist today, they, they work off fear. And when we fully accept ourselves and we're fully in our light and in our love, that fear does not exist within us. And, you know, I, I was having so many issues surrendering and surrendering is a feminine energy, you know, and it's, I struggle so much with that because I want to control and I want to like be in a productive masculine energy. And, you know, the truth is, is that we're all androgynous and we, we need to be able to be in, in that fluidity of both. And I was really struggling with my feminine and I had to, when I finally surrendered and stepped in, it was, it made room for, you know, this, you know, and everybody knows football players. It's like this hyper-masculinity to be able to experience, you know, that, that not having to be so tough or so what he perceived as masculine and this and that. And, uh, you know, he just started crying. It was like mourning that inner child of, you know, he's had to be everybody's hero or he's had to take care of everybody. And he's never been able to, you know, have that moment of softness and everybody needs to experience that. And I didn't know how to hold myself. So I didn't know how to hold another. And it was like such a beautiful experience of intimacy, which we all crave without it having to be sexual, which is wild. Um, so much of us, so many of us equate intimacy to sex and that it has to be with an intimate partner or this and that. It can't just be two beings seeing each other in their purest form without those guards or walls or perceptions or, you know, expectations that we all live every day in. And uh, it, it was a wild experience that I'll carry with me the rest of my life of just remembering that love for yourself allows you to love and hold others to their, in their highest selves and to make space for yeah, whatever needs to be felt or worked through or experienced. And uh, so, yes, to answer your question, Raquel, I very much am a believer in macrodosing uh, and that it can be it. 
it really helps you see, like I was laughing so hard. I was crying at other moments and realizing how much joy and grief are the same or that grief is just love on not expressed. And it gives you such a different understanding of what the human experience is and that there's really no right or wrong. It's all just, you know, your experience and the understanding of that acceptance and that love and that higher vibration of just being. And um, it it's beautiful. So I highly recommend macrodosing, especially, uh, you know, with like Valentine's Day and stuff coming up when you're having issues in relationships or seeing yourself purely or seeing somebody else purely, wrapping that intention around you know, I wish to experience myself in my highest vibration or experience our relationship in the highest vibration with your partner and stuff. It can be very deepening to any type of partnership relationship, even if it's with your family and just inviting in that love that we all need to remember more. Oh man, that sounds like such a beautiful experience. And I also really love the thing you said about having that intimate moment without there being any sort of sexual tension. It's just true intimacy in its purest form to feel held, to feel appreciated, to feel embraced and also just connected. Well, and understanding that, you know, these are super highly intelligent Mm -hmm. beings, Um, you know, They're now proving that the earth at one point before humans, before dinosaurs, you know, millions of years ago, there was actually giant mushrooms that covered the earth. And, you know, science is now like they're really digging deep into this. And, you know, we underneath us, we're connected by mycelium and mycelium is the network pathways that create fungi and that create these amazing species and we walk on it every day and you know that is something when I was reading about it recently I was like wow this is so crazy to think about the fact that we are actually all connected because at one point earth was covered in a massive network of mycelium And, you know, it's very similar to like the neural networks in the brain, you know, when they scan the brain, it's all these dendrites and these channels and these pathways. And it's under a microscope, mycelium and the brain patternings actually look very similar. And when we're going into using macro dosing and and for some, it's very scary. Um, You know, people are scared. You know, we've had people come to us. Well, I I don't want to have a spiritual experience or I don't want to have. And they're always bracing for impact. But it doesn't have to be that way. And they're very, you know, these these species are so amazing. And, you know, they're called magic mushrooms for a reason. And, you know, using them with so much intention and going back to that intentional, that intention. And, you know, you don't have to go take five grams. You can take two grams and be and sit with the medicine and really just see what it has to offer you. Because you're never going to be given anything you're not ready to receive. Um, but you also, you know, people that are using this medicine being very intentional and not mixing it with alcohol, having a very much, you know, energy setting of, you know, do you have someone holding the grid? Do you have people there to support you? Does everyone have the intention around using this for higher good, higher consciousness, for expansion? Because it does influence mm-hmm. Do you have any more outcome. stories of 
macro dosing that, you know, was quite an enlightening experience and also a funny, fun experience, something lighthearted as well. So one time Megan and I macro dosed, our mom was gone and we just laughed the whole time. Like it was just, we just giggled. Like, I think at one point I was, I think I turned to Megan and was like, I don't, I don't understand why we have knee joints. Like it was just like this profound understanding of like self of like, I started questioning everything of like, why do I have kneecaps? And like, why do I have skin? Like, but then it was like, oh, these, these make up who I am. And then we just giggled the whole time. I mean, it was just on the floor in tears, giggling. <laughs> why do I have kneecaps? <laughs> it was yeah, well, that was just kind of, we were just drinking mushroom tea and ended up like, we weren't super intentional about it, but it was just so much fun. And yeah, I think one of my other macro dosing things that was so profound was my, I macro dosed with the intention of understanding abundance. Oh, yeah. And I was outside and I was just like staring at the sky. And if anybody wants to see like sacred geometry and stuff, like just macrodose and look at the sky, that can be a profound experience. But you're like, wow, nothing is real. Um, but I, it started pouring rain and I was just standing in the rain and I looked over at the tree and it was like the tree was talking to me. And it, and I had the profound thought of, a tree just grows and it doesn't ever wonder where its water's going to come from. And so the question arose in me, why do I ever worry that I'm going to be taken care of? Because the tree never worries if it's going to find water. It just is. And it attracts that water. And ever since then, it has completely shifted my thought process around money and abundance and having because in essence, we are all trees, you know, of course, we're not rooted into the ground in the same way. So we're able to go out and find water and things like that. But if a tree doesn't worry, why would you when it's much more confined? And it, it really helped me so much. I've actually never had an intention in it not be answered when I was in a macrodose. Now, it may not have been what how I thought it was going to come. And that definitely talking to a tree was definitely not how I thought I was going to learn but, you know, actually pretty funny because money actually comes from trees because paper does. It, it, uh, it was wild. And, it, you know, yeah, you'll talk to trees. You'll, you'll stare at ceilings and see faces and close your eyes and things. And I have learned more about myself and being a human in working with these mushrooms than I have reading every single psychology book I've ever read or, you know, talking to people, you know, that this is, they're so profound. And that's why I believe in the, um, the ape theory of, yeah, you know, stone ape. the stone ape theory that, you know, they took mushrooms and that's actually what helped our consciousness develop because it has stepped me forward. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware of stone ape theory, yes, it's the theory that monkeys took, uh, took psilocybin, right? Because they were mushrooms. So they were edible things for us to be able to survive. And it actually, and if you've ever taken a macrodose of mushrooms, you will understand how profound these thoughts and these experiences are 
because your mind just expands and you also understand you start to believe and understand in the mass consciousness because you know just like last weekend when i was with uh, seven other people there's a common thread throughout every macrodose ayahuasca ceremony anything everybody will be having a thread of the same consciousness so what i mean by that is that you know, like my, um, my intention was surrender. It was masculine and feminine. A lot of people's was to bring heaven to earth, which is also surrender. You know, again, there was this commonality and everybody had experiences around intimacy, around surrender, about abundance and love over fear and lack. And it was, and I've had that in every single one of my experiences in my ayahuasca ceremonies, everything, there's a commonality and everybody's having similar experiences. And so you start to believe in the mass consciousness. You start to understand how much your energy and your vibration is affecting the people around you. And that also creates this unity and this love of, I am truly never alone. Everybody is in this with me. And the idea of being alone is that isolation and lack and fear. And when I'm in abundance of love and one with self, I am one with everyone. And we are all in this together. And I think everybody should take mushrooms to some extent. Very loving ceremonial space because it will help you become the person you were born to be. And we all have profound, profound reasons for being here. And we are all special and we are all on a mission. And this will help you align and get you out of the programming and drop you into your heart because the mind thinks, but the heart knows just like the mind is to solve other people's problems, but your heart is to solve your own. And the more that I drop into my heart and the more that I become one with my heart, which is what uh, psilocybin has helped me do is I have found my path and I uh, am able to meet people deeper and deeper because I'm able to meet myself in that depth and in that understanding and in that love. And I think that there's so much to be taught and, and um, for us to learn from, from plants and fungi and things that we thought didn't have intelligence, but are actually in a lot of ways far more pure and far more intelligent than we are because they are in their purest form always. We have choice, which makes us far more complex, but coming into that simplicity and coming back into that unison with all things is where I believe humanity is headed. And uh, I'm really excited to even have a small snippet of that um, in my purpose. So when I think it's super important to also touch on like, don't do it because it's trending. Do it because you're called to it. Because we're seeing a lot of people like, oh, well, it's on Instagram. Like, I want to do it. And I'm like, well, are you called to it? Uh, you know, and we <clears throat> we were on a podcast earlier this week. And, you know, people are doing it in there. We were talking about, you know, it's really trendy right now to like go to go down to Jamaica or go down to Mexico or go do ayahuasca. And it's like because their friends are doing it. And being really in, aware of, am I doing this for myself or am I doing it because it's really like cool right now? And <clears throat> I think it's really important that if you're not called to plant medicine and you're not called to macrodosing right now, there are also other ways to elevate your consciousness. And one way is meditating. You know, there's been profound moments that Megan and I both have been in meditation that have taken us deeper than a plant ceremony. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the understanding that we do have 
that ability even without plant medicine. Now, plant medicine will also show you self and other things and meditation can do the same under the right intention. So, you know, I always like, I love when we talk about that, but I like macrodosing and stuff, but I also know that not, it's not for everybody right now. And it's really important for people to understand that like, there's nothing wrong with you if you're not called to the medicine right now. Yeah. I think that that is such a strong prerequisite to meditate consistently before tapping into this medicine. Otherwise, it might just feel recreational and you might not fully be open intentionally with the expansion that it creates for you. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Well, and we always talk about people, we ha we have a lot of people that come to us and they've never meditated mm -hmm. and um, they go through our program, they microdose and they actually trust themselves. The plant actually with just a small microdose help them over the 12 weeks really become in tune with themselves. So then they're able to sit in meditation, which is, you know, something we have found that it's almost like a trust with self that they're creating. And I know personally, you know, had I not microdosed before I went to a Joe Dispenza retreat, I may have not been able to drop in. I may have not been able to understand myself or get what I needed. Now I want to obviously go back, but you know, it's, it's also that trusting yourself, but you can also trust yourself in, you know, other forms, but so many people live in their head. And the plant helps, you know, plant and medicine help drop into that heart center like Meg was talking about earlier. So many of us spend majority of our day in our head. We don't have, we, we spend very little time in our heart space and in our feelings and in our bodies. Well, and we're taught so much that we're not whole. 
or that we have to look outside of ourselves to find. And what we teach in our program is, yes, these are a great assistant to discovery and of self and that the higher frequencies and your highest self. But the goal is you. You have everything that you need inside of you. And who you are is a whole being. And you don't need or want for anything when you're in that wholeness. And so, yes, we use these fungi to assist in finding that wholeness. But we teach that the end goal is actually meditation. Uh, you can do everything that the, that the fungi do in meditation. And I, we've both gotten there ourselves. Uh, yes, I still use fungi, but I have had more profound experiences meditating than I have in any of my plant ceremonies. And that's insane to say. I never in my life when I began this journey thought that I would be able to see and create some of the things that I am able to experience, but it's been through the use of plant medicine that I've been able to meet myself so deep that I am able to trust in the dimensions and trust in my soul enough to be able to let go and surrender into these deeper, you know, meditations and into it's actually gamma brainwaves and your body goes into coherence and actually all the cells in your body start to vibrate at the same frequency. And you have experiences that are absolutely insane. Uh, And it's the love frequency. When you drop into that love frequency and you understand love in its purest form, uh, you know, Joe Dispenza does these things called coherence healings. And it's everybody tapping into love and sending love to another person that uh, has, has, has an ailment of some sort. And I have never experienced anything more profound in my life than walking into one a, a room with 1800 people that were all on the same vibration of, I am sending pure love and light to another being that is suffering. And my whole body was shaking. I looked like I was having a seizure. So actually Nicole <laughs> did too, but that's how much coherence can shift. Energy. You can just, you can have so much energy coming out of your body in the vibration of love that you physically look like you're having a seizure, but you're actually experiencing um, higher dimensions of self or higher, higher understandings. And of course, like I think as you integrate this, your body doesn't shake like that. But, you know, when it's a new thing, you know, it, 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 it's just the human experience is so we're so much more than what we realize. And that's what we keep finding is, is that where does this rabbit hole end? Or maybe it doesn't have an end. Uh, but we are so divine. We are so much more than we even realize. And when as humans start to realize that in their conscious mind, uh, the things that we're going to be able to do, and I think that's why plant medicine is having a resurgence because we're ready. Our consciousness is ready to really understand that we're not, even though it is simple, we're not as simple as we were raised to think that we are. And uh, there's there's just like so much beauty and so much more love than you could ever experience. Uh, 
I, I, I can't even, I, 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 again, I just want everybody to start to experience this because when I meet somebody in their sadness and in their pain, I just, I look at them, I'm like, you, I love that you understand this depth, but just wait until you experience the other side of this, because when you can meet this in love and understand it in this kind of depth, the frequency that you're capable of holding is extraordinary, but the, the suffering equals the light again. And that's why the story is so important. When you start to transmute your story and transmute your pain into that love, the, the ones I have, well, from my own experience, the ones that have suffered the most have the greatest capacity to be able to hold that frequency for long periods of time, because love frequency is, it's extraordinary to hold. Like it's, it's huge. It's, 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 I can't even, Nicole, help me explain this. It's just like, it's, it's, you can't, you're trying to like, I can't have to experience. Yeah. I just like turned into a ball of light. I was like, this is how I die. And I was like, totally happy in it. It was like, I'm just white light. Like that's love. You know, scientifically, when you go into using psychedelics, it splits the conscious and unconscious mind, but both are talking together and you can do it in meditation. And when you're deep enough into the theta and then eventually into the gamma brainwaves, you're actually sitting there in coherence of heart and mind, but your conscious and subconscious mind coexist, which they don't in everyday life. And it's it's an experience that you just can't simply explain because you have to feel it because it's something that we know exists. We know that we have a conscious and subconscious mind because we all dream and we all go into REM, but it's something that's so profound that so few think they can achieve, but yet everyone can achieve it. It's just surrender and being willing to step into that unknown world of how, Mm. how deep does it go? Wow. Everything both of you said is so incredible and beautiful. And I also love the vision of you surrounded by 1800 people. It's wild. Of love and experiencing that love and sending love to those that need healing. could be physically, it could be mentally. And man, imagine if every single day, even by yourself, just sending that love to someone, it's wild. I assume how you might even feel that love within yourself. Like I know one thing for myself when it came to self-love and my journey of self-love, which of course is going to be a daily, a constant practice. And the one way I can tap into it is like think about the love I have for my dog, for example, the love I have for my parents, my brother, my sister-in-law. And that pure love, for some reason, that's when I can feel that love within myself because I know if I have it for them, it's there within me, right? And then it's there within my highest self. And I think that's so powerful to have that. I'm just visualizing this, having 1,800 people around you feeling that and sending that. Like that's got to be such a profound experience. It was It was by far one of the most Profound, yeah. Oh, and we were on our knees. I yeah, was I mean, it was it was phenomenal. But also, like, to also know that everyone is there by choice, and everyone is there sober. There's no influence, and these are people that have all come together, and they want to love, and they are there for love. And you know, the other, it was it was one of those things where you realize how 
how small yet how big we are because yes, we're beings on this earth, but our energy and our auras, you know, like you can feel everybody, you can feel the energy and energy is it's matter. And it's so, we don't realize on a daily basis, if you're not in tune with energy, how much you affect someone, you know, I mean, we've all met that person that we hang out with. And then afterwards we're like, wow, we need to take an, I need to take a nap. You're an emotional vampire. You know, you just pulled, they pulled so much energy out of you, but you know, when you flip it and you're pushing energy and you're there in true intention, it's so energizing Mm -hmm. and you are so, you feel so in alignment that, you know, you're, you're there for eight days and you're in these super heavy meditations where we're meditating and we're lecturing and we're meditating. And, and then it's like, wow, I have so much energy. I'm, I'm not tired at all where you think you should be. And, you know, and it's bringing it into everyday life of reminding yourself, like, Am I giving energy or am I taking energy or is it equal? Because it's so important. You don't want to be an energy vampire, but you also should be aware of like, does someone take energy from you where you're just exhausted and drained? Because that might not be an alignment or there might be, you know, you need to look at that in yourself of, did I put my boundaries up? Was I taking care of self? Was I showing myself that self-love? For those that might feel called to ayahuasca genuinely, not because it's trending, but for whatever reason, their soul is like, this is, it's time for you to experience this. And it's going to be wild what, you know, we can show you. What are the differences and perhaps why would someone choose mushrooms over ayahuasca and vice versa? Mushrooms are tame compared. Uh, (laughs) When you are ready to meet your soul in every kind of way, Mushrooms are so loving and so gentle. You know, it's only when you fight them that it gets really heavy. But as long as you're open and receiving in a mushroom ceremony, it, it's usually giggles and there, there might be some crying, but it, it's, it's very, I'd say it goes down, you know, to, to depth, but you're not fully in the other plane. Uh, when you do ayahuasca, you leave this plane. You it's uh, you cross completely into another world, and you experience a whole another level of uh, meeting your soul. And so, when you're called to Aya, you will know. We have worked with a lot of people that are like, "Yeah, I'll macrodose on mushrooms. I'm cool with mushrooms, but I am not ready for ayahuasca." You will know before I even thought about taking a magic mushroom, and this was like 2017. I was looking at going and doing ayahuasca. So I've been being called for a very, very long time. Uh, not that that's a very, very long time. It feels like a very, very long time, but. <laughs> I, I always, as soon as I knew about, uh, mind altering plant substances, I wanted to go down and work with shamans. I will say, please, 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 please. And this is just my opinion and what I have seen in this, in this world, there are a lot of people and I will call them brujas that are like, Oh, I have this ayahuasca, you know, let's take it. Do not do that, please. Uh, This is how you enter into very, very dark spaces. 
And whether you believe in attachments or not, this is a big deal. Because if you are not working with true shamans that, um, you know, and I would recommend like Colombian or Peruvian shamans that have been doing this for generations, you're messing with stuff that you can't even comprehend. And everybody's doing it because it's trendy and people are getting ayahuasca recipes. Please Mm. do not do this in your Oh, yeah. And people are selling ayahuasca recipes. We came across one and I kept telling my mother that she was dark and she's selling it. And, you know, I, I and I mean this with all of the love. Please don't go to a white person to take ayahuasca. This is tribal. It's ancient. It's in people's blood. Shamans are not white men that are 24. They're not, you know, 30 year old white ladies like it. Sure gone down and they've worked with shamans and things like that. That's fine. But I do not think that this should be messed with at all. You are screwing with your soul. You are screwing with dimensions, time, things that if they are not holding the grid and you do not set this up correctly, you're going places that you, again, you can't comprehend and I won't try to explain, but it's sacred work. This is nothing to mess with. Mushrooms, I don't recommend messing with them, but if you mess with them, you're probably fine. Ayahuasca is a totally different playing field. It's also the biggest neuroplasticity shift known to man. You are messing in your complete brain fully. Like I said, most people have out-of-body experiences. It's it's a lot deeper work than mushrooms are, and you'll know when you're ready. And if you are curious about ayahuasca, please get in contact with Nicole and I because I have shamans. I have... Um, very safe and great places to go. It's usually in Mexico and it's not expensive. Um, you know, I paid a hundred dollars for my first. Yeah, you don't have to ceremony. pay $10,000 no. to go like it. That, that but, is like, abusing the medicine. It's abusing the medicine, but also expensive ones. Also, you know, like Aaron Rodgers is talking about how he had the, the hat man with a dead rabbit. Like he's been seeing it ever since he went down into ayahuasca. You guys can Google it and read about it. That's demonic energy. That's what I'm talking about. Like, please do not mess with this. It's, it's not for the faint of heart, but it's also not for everybody to mess with because whether... You believe it or not, at some point you will, that you, there's souls and there's good and bad energy. And when you go into ayahuasca, you do not have the boundaries that you do that we are in the laws that we're bound by in our physical form. And there are things, and actually I will speak from experience. <laughs> I went down in my first ayahuasca ceremony. I was pretty much out of my body for the most of the ceremony. And there's a smoke circle that the shaman made, but you had to go outside of the smoke circle to pee. And I fought it all night. Like actually, even when I was trying to open my heart chakra, I was throwing up like black tar out of my heart chakra, which was an experience. But I was just like leaning over the edge of the platform that we were on in the middle of the jungle. And when I had to pee, I had to leave. And as soon as I stepped off of the platform, this like old grandma voice came in and was like yelling at me. It was mama shaman. <laughs> like Her get mama back Aya. in the circle. It's not safe. And I was like, what? And she's, she kept yelling like when, and she told me like when you're in your purest light essence, it's not safe for you to not have 
a shield because dark is attracted to light. But I have to pee. And she's like, it's not safe. Get back in the circle. And uh, it was wild because there's these things called luchis. And they live in Mayan places. And we were in um, Cancun in the, the Mayan jungle. And these luchis, there was like tapping and all of these noise. So anytime I would get outside of the circle, luchis are, uh, they're actually light protectors. And they would like follow me. And it was like this clicking and this like tapping. Dang. And I heard them when I was throwing up and things like that. And the shaman the next morning, I was like, what the hell was that tapping? He's like, they're luchis. And I would see like shadows out of the corner of my eye. And I thought that the girl that I was with, who was one of my mentors, was like screwing with me in the ayahuasca ceremony. Because you're like in and out of, you're conscious, but you're not. Um, but there are things that we cannot see and understand with they're our like conscious my, mind. Mayan leprechauns yeah. is how you would describe them. Yeah, no, them. Google them. There's but I saw them and they made a bunch of noise, but they're guardians and protectors and they helped keep me safe. Uh, but again, ayahuasca, please, again, get in contact with us. I will help you find ceremonies. And actually, Nicole and I are going to start doing ayahuasca retreats um, yes. here by the end of this year because it's like deeper met work. We are not, ho we are hosting. We are yeah. not, we are, shaman. we are yes. shamans. Yes. Shamans will, yeah. We don't. I am, will not be a part of that. I am very upset with a lot of what we're seeing. But also, like, you know, women are being abused when they go under ayahuasca with, again, brujas. Um, you know, they take advantage. There's sexual assault that's really? coming out. Really? Yeah, because when you, Ugh. you know, mind altering chemicals, and there's going to be darkness, guys. Ladies, uh, don't be alone. Make sure you yeah, have somebody don't, else don't there that's sober, maybe even, like someone that loves you. Yes. Oh, well, again, get with people that know where their sources are coming from. Again, the, the shamans that we work with and the guardians and guardians are people that assist the shamans um, are female. They're lovely. Okay. And, you know, they're with you all night. Yeah. Um, That's good. You know, so that you can feel safe. And, you know, what's interesting is somebody, he yeah. had a shaman from Colombia fly in and give him a solo ayahuasca ceremony by himself. And also this guy's not at all into spirituality. You can tell, you can tell his heart has opened up a lot. I don't know. It's so wild, but um, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing for honestly, and he might've done it because it's trendy, but perhaps he was ready in some way because he really was receptive well in ayahuasca also you know it's kind of going back to the mushrooms like you have to cross the threshold if you're not ready it won't happen yeah actually when i crossed the threshold i saw a yeti <laughs> they're actually um they're keepers of the higher planes and it scared the hell out of me actually <laughs> Yeah, I was curled up in a ball and I looked up and there was a Yeti and I was like, I only let in the light. And then he smiled at me and then I crossed into my ayahuasca ceremony. So Yetis are real, but they're yeah. holders of higher dimensions and they're not evil. They just are guardians. And when you're ready, they test you and everybody has different ones. I mean, there was jaguars and owls, but anyway, animals are really? so amazing. Yeah, no, if you're not if you're not in love and light, ayahuasca is very intelligent. You will not cross. The guy next to me just like felt nauseous all night and nothing happened. So these plants are very conscious. And the shaman actually is one with the plant when he gives ceremonies. So he actually controls your ceremony. He knows when you're ready or when you're not, and he actually grants access. Uh 
Yeah, there's a there's a what's it called? Plant medicine. Um, what are you referencing? The podcast Plant oh, Medicine. He talks about yeah. he's done it like what sixty times, but he talks oh, about the shamans. I mean, they, they, that's why I say be careful of the shamans because they actually have been raised taking this plant and they actually understand the consciousness and are able to unite with the consciousness of the plant to guide your ceremony. And, you know, this is ayahuasca is actually one of the reasons why we started this company and this and that, because during the first part of my ceremony, I turned into a mushroom. I had mushrooms going <laughs> out of my fingers. I was like, wow, I'm just fungi now. <laughs> like, here I am. And that's actually what our um, our logo is, is a mushroom, a, a girl with yeah. a mushroom head, because that's what happened to me in my Really? That is so unique. Oh my gosh. I love that actually hearing the backstory behind it. I just thought it was a clever photo. Yeah, no. So that's actually what I looked like during my <laughs> ayahuasca ceremony. I was so like, cool. I am a mushroom. Like, I look, <laughs> look like that. And I was so at peace with it because I was you know, I had microdose, I had macrodose, already done all that. And then I was stepping into Aya and I was just like, here I am. Like, this is where I'm meant to be. And you just become so okay with whatever's happening. And, uh, it, but it's, it was, I was, you know, and the shaman said this, you've been chosen, you know, the, the plant chosen you and, um, yeah, you know, so it's a, it's a sacred, but it like the guy that invented Bitcoin, he actually went down and did an ayahuasca ceremony, saw all of this. So they're never wrong. Like I've met my daughter. I saw the spiritual battle that is happening. I know who my husband is. Um, I've, I, I know that he's coming into my life, well, back into my life this year because I already know him. Um, there was so many things and... It was so wild. And then the next day, like you think you're crazy, but you're still in between planes. And then there was all of these things that were just like reinforcing everything I had seen the night before. Uh, like an owl was one of my guardians during the process. And then I saw an owl that was oh all gosh, beaded. So crazy. And looked exactly like an owl that had been in my my like my guardian through the entire thing. We have it in our office And now. we have it in our office where we do all of our meetings at our house. And, um, but yeah, it's, go ahead. Um, the podcast Megan was referring to, it's called The Plants of the Gods. Um, Mark Plotkin, uh, he's unbelievable. He's a doctor of botany, pretty much. He's like a plant guru of gone. He's worked with, um, he's an ethnobotanist is what he is actually. He has worked with all different plant medicines, all different cultures. Um, it's it's phenomenal in regards to, I mean, everything from him talking about cocaine and the power of it being a heart opener and its purest form out of Columbia to um, it was wasn't it an ayahuasca trip? He was puking purple scorpions. Yeah, he was yeah, puking so, purple scorpions yeah. and he went to the shaman and said, like, why did you do that to me? He said, now you have the... Um, now you have the the ability to suffer enough to be able to do what you came here to do. And so when we think about life and we think about, you know, sometimes we have to know great suffering or great love in order to do what we came here to do. And it's a wild experience. And I loved having his podcast before I went down and did my own IO ceremony and just having all of that for reference because it even talks about wine and 
all the different, you know, cocaine, MDMA, all of these things and how they interact with our body and with our chakras. And it's just a great reference to understanding plant medicine more deeply. Frog medicine. He talks about everything. Yeah, Cambo to Iboga to, I mean, he talks about you name it. He's trying it or he's seeking some way of getting a hold of it. So if there's curiosity in any anybody out there listening, definitely um, definitely check that podcast out because it's it's lovely. Yeah, it does sound good. What does he say about wine and alcohol? Well, the so wine, wine is different, right? Because it actually is grapes. So it's a plant medicine. And when it doesn't have like sulfates and all the additives into mm-hmm. it. And you experience this, and I, it was funny when I listened to this, because when I go to Europe, I used to travel a lot because I was a private flight attendant for seven years. Yeah, I was a private flight attendant. So, you know, I would go to Europe and be able to drink wine and feel completely fine. And then I'd come back here and I'd have one glass and I'd feel hungover the next day. So, and that's because they don't have all the additives there. It's a pure plant medicine. And actually it proved, his podcast talks about actually how wine, when you are sick, right? Mm-hmm. And things like that. They actually used to use it to cure bacterial infections and things like that because it alcohol actually does kill germs. But wine is very, very different than alcohol. They call alcohol spirits for a reason. And that's all I'll say about that. But wine is very, very different. It has a totally different frequency. I don't really drink anything anymore other than wine. And it's very intentional. Uh, but I also believe that it's a plant medicine and that, you know, when you're you're using it and it doesn't have all of the chemicals and things in it that they add nowadays, that it's actually here to help our consciousness and help our, relax our fields and help us to feel more love. Uh, because wine always made me happy and alcohol always made me sad. So they're very, very different vibrations. Um, we, we are also very selective of where we get our wine. We drink, it's French it's or Spanish or Italian. Yeah, Italy, because even last night we went out to dinner and it was like we had a, a, a French wine, like yeah, Bordeaux. Right. Definitely be intentional with your with your consumption. But you also have to look at like prohibition, right? Like there was a huge push to like make it bad, but then it went underground. You know, it was like this alcohol has always kind of been this like weird line of like taboo, but then, you know, with the addiction and there's just a it's a very weird energy for centuries. Well, but everything comes back to intention. You know, plant medicine can be abused just as easily as alcohol can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're seeing we're seeing that too. It's like people just want to take it and, you know, it'll fix them or they want to, you know, microdose every day or this and that. And, you know, there's a time and a place to microdose every day. But again, it all comes back to what's your intention and why are you doing something? Because if it's to get fucked up or to like you know, fix all of your problems, then it's external and you're looking for that as a control factor. And when you're in a control factor energy, you're in addiction. Good point. Yeah. I think a lot of people do it to numb, right? And do some people turn to even mushrooms to numb? Yes. Well, those would probably just make me feel more. Um, but (laughs) right. Right. (laughs) But it's also the understanding of whether you're in emotions or you're in feelings because Funny enough, most people don't understand this, and I didn't for a long time either, but emotions are actually rooted in the past, and they're rooted in trauma. Feelings are in the present. So people that are emotional, like very, very emotionally reactive, they're actually rooted in trauma versus people that feel. So people that are overly emotional usually don't care about feelings. Yeah. To wrap this up, I have one last question to ask you both that I asked you guys last time, and it might be a little different than it 
whatever you answered last time, but I do want to know, especially given all the beautiful messages you shared today, how would you advise Zero Magic listeners to create their own magic? To connect to your heart. Uh, you know, so much of me lately, and this is Megan, is to put my hands on my heart and to reconnect to my body and my soul because I love to analytically solve my life. I'm a super logical person and I have found so much peace in just coming back to listening to my own heartbeat because it's my lifeline and it's what keeps me here. So it helps me ground. And when I'm questioning anything in my life, just coming back to that pulse that connects us all, right? Because we all have a heartbeat until we don't. Uh, and just feeling that that unity in that and uh, you know, realizing that it, it's gonna be okay. And that the world seems wild and crazy, but you know, you're here and you can make a difference, but that difference can just be simply reconnecting to your heart and becoming one with yourself and to remember that we all need you and you're here and we're grateful and to just keep doing you and loving yourself and everything else will fall into place. So beautifully said. I love that. Uh, mine is not that profound. <laughs> mine is just go outside, put your phone down, turn your phone off, turn, get, get rid of your AirPods or your headphones and like just go outside and just be present. Even, you know, if you're somewhere warm, take your shoes off, you know, we're, we're Colorado based right now. Um, so it's cold right. out, you know, <laughs> maybe wear a jacket, cold, you know, but like just turn off all of the stimuli and be present. We are so connected, but so disconnected at the same time. And when you connect with nature and you connect with self, you can really learn a lot about yourself. And also like the, the earth has a vibration and an energy that if you slow down long enough, you will feel it. And when you sink into that and you become that, the anxiety goes away, the what's next goes away, the constant rush of life just kind of dissipates and you can just be in the moment. And I think it's, it's profound what can happen in the present moment when you become aware of it. See, it is profound. You said that this might be simple and not profound, but go outside, reshape your entire day. I love grounding. I love walking on the earth with bare feet. And I love taking my dog on stimuli-less walks. Yes. Yes. No, it's just important to just be without all of the, the buzzing. Yes. You know, it's just constant need for a buzz is a form of addiction. And, you know, I'm definitely guilty of yeah. it. I think we all are, you know, it's if I sit with myself, but, you know, <clears throat> so few, so many people are scared of being sitting down and having meditation. Well, you can be in meditation when you're on a walk yeah. with your dog or you're on a walk by yourself. And of course, you know, I always tell people, you know, if you're hiking alone, do take your phone in case something does happen, you yes. know, don't, don't just go out there, you know, phone a friend to let them, let them know Especially where you are. Especially in the are. Rockies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Where the weather is crazy and we have all four seasons. And wild animals everywhere. Yes. You never know when there's a mountain lion. I know. 
It's very true. It's very true. And also, where can everyone connect with you both? So we have Instagram, which is Zenchronicity underscore sisters. That is like the unedited page. We put Shiloh on there, our Dalmatian. We also have our old lady dog, Rasta. She makes appearance every once in a while. But we do business. That's just who Meg and I are in our rawest form. And then we have Zenchronicity 222. That is our business page. We really limit it strictly to like retreats and what's going on and quotes because some people don't necessarily want to see all the fun other things that are happening in our lives. <laughs> and then it's, it's a thing right now. Really? I, don't I feel know. like I'm people like, of the raw more than anything. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, that one definitely is way more entertaining. So highly recommend that one. <laughs> the, our website is www.zenchronicity222.com. We did just launch a group program that will be starting February 13th. And we still have our one-on-one program. If people are just tuning in and this is the first time you're hearing us and Raquel, we're still offering our podcast option. It is only for the one-on-one. And when you apply, just uh, put your own magic or Raquel's name in the how you heard about us. And we will give you that $2,000 off our one-on-one program. And that um, DM us on social media if there is, you know, concern about an ayahuasca or if you have any questions about, you know, you're looking into going and sitting in medicine with a shaman or someone, um, you know, we can, we definitely have a network we can definitely put our feelers out if you are questioning something or if you need resources in all regards, <laughs> um, we can definitely do that. We'll also put together a, what we had talked about earlier, I'll put together like a PDF of how to grow of just resources and things we have found over our journey in that and so that your listeners can oh, I love that. you guys. I love having you two on the show. Thank you so much for coming back on. And wow, I'm so glad that you did come back on so we could really dive deep into each medicine. And, you know, I didn't know where this conversation was going to go, like I said. And I'm so glad we just went with the flow. And you two are just such amazing, phenomenal humans, sisters. Thank you again for having us, Raquel. We really, we really love the conversation we have. And it's always, you never know where it's going to go. It's all you guys, though. You have so much to say and share. You're very passionate about this. <laughs> I found that actually uh, makes me, because, you know, we've all struggled to be here and to be human. And uh, you know, plant medicine has just made it so much easier. And to have a knowing of the why was big for me. Um, cause I know that there's a lot of people struggling to be here right now. So, you know, just know there's always love, um, on the other side of all of the struggle and all of the suffering and we're all in it together. The human experience is not easy for anybody. So you're just never alone. Cause I felt like that for a long time. And that's why we're so passionate. It's this life is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it's definitely not. And, you know, if it may be, mushrooms could definitely be an actual lifesaver, it sounds like. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. For many <laughs> Well, I'm sending you both love. And thank you both so much again for coming on the show. And perhaps we'll be a part three one day. <laughs> perhaps. We're always down for, we're always down to have a conversation with you, Raquel. Yomis, that is a wrap. I hope this episode was expanding for you in some way, shape, or form. Feel free to visit our site at yourownmagic.com or check out my shop 
eyesofaspen.com. Connect with the other Your Own Magic listeners. We would love to see more conversations started on the Your Own Magic Facebook group. So with all that being said, thank you so much again for tuning in and I hope you have a magical rest of your day.